You're listening to the iRacers Lounge Podcast, where we discuss everything iRacing in a casual setting. Enjoy. Welcome to the iRacers Lounge Podcast. I am your host, William. The iRacers Lounge Podcast is the podcast for the iRacer where we talk all things iRacing in a casual setting. Joining me this week are the usual characters. We got Chris Scales, Greg Hectus. Mike Morley and Tony Gross. How's it going, guys? Hey. Good evening, guys. Yep. So uh, no special guests this week. We're also going to be missing Mike this week. So bear with us as we work our way through this here. Um, I say let's just jump right into a result from last week. Pocono. Um, Wednesday fixed. Mike ran. Ended P15. He, uh... He said he was the first caution, which is the thing he tells us never to do. Um, hit the wall, got ran over from behind, was in several more incidents, but survived for P15. Um, so, yeah, that was how Mike's Wednesday fixed race went. Um, Mike Marley here. Uh, you ran Wednesday open. How'd that go for you, man? Uh, it was going pretty good. I had a good good car. Um, it was doing good. I was going down the back stretch there, and... Uh, Ended up, I, d- I didn't want someone to um, dive down on the inside of me going into turn two. Um, for the tunnel turn, because everyone knows you get pushed up there, you're going to lose like two or three spots, right? So I ended up going for the block, and hopefully he would go to the high side and go for the pass, but he ended up uh, putting me in the wall, and that was the end of my race. <sighs> yes, lovely. <laughs> yeah, I got the YouTube up here uh, for anyone watching the stream, and it looks like yeah, you just block him down to the inside and he just keeps going right on through you there um i'm not sure how that corner was going to give it be made it any other way but yeah that was that's some hard racing there at the end of the race yeah it was right it was like what 15 20 laps to go i think and i was pushing for the a good finish and unfortunately i uh chose to do the block i guess <laughs> yeah that's a that's a tough one there especially because that race seemed to be um, under caution a bit, so you really had to get on it on those restarts because there wasn't a whole lot of time to get long runs. Um, Chris Scales, it looks like you were in that race. How'd your race go? Yeah, if I remember right, I just got ran over by a guy getting into the corner. I'm usually pretty cautious about that stuff. I mean, I'll I'll take that you know the outside slower line just to give you know some dive bomber the room to to get down there so I don't get ran over. But this time, you know, didn't. And it's a track where people have different opinions on how quick you want to get into the corner. And so <laughs> his opinion was to get in quicker than I was and ran through me. Yeah, it looks like it says in notes here, P8. So not bad considering um, getting an incident there. No, it wasn't bad. Uh, That's probably one of my better races of the week. I'm not particularly good at Pocono anyway. Same with Phoenix. It has something to do with, uh, I guess that's why they're tricky triangles. They're definitely too tricky for me. Yeah, so let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, Thursday opened. Mike ran, ended P16 um, in top split. He, um, He said he had a speeding penalty on the only green flag stop and ended up 22nd, one lap down. Uh, eventually got the wave around, restarted late in the race, uh, 20th, but made it up to 16th. So uh, good showing from Mike in the in the top split. Those things aren't 
those guys are the best of the best there, so it's a good result from him there. And then Thursday fixed, he ended up actually P5 for Mike. Um, his notes here, pitted under green. Caution came out two laps later. Did not lose a caution. So they pitted, restarted P2, faded back to 20th, and then late caution. Most pitted, he stayed out, ended up P5. So a lot of really good strategy there. And all the races I were a part of or watching or helping, it seemed like there was a lot of opportunity there for short pitting because you weren't going to go a lap down and that that track seemed to kind of breed cautions i don't know what do you guys think yeah definitely pocono was 100 percent caution fest <laughs> like like every five laps there was a caution guaranteed uh, yeah absolutely my all my races were terrible um yeah most of them were probably between 50 and 75 percent caution laps which are miserable to run around that huge track yeah, that is. I think it's only four laps though versus the usual five, but that is, those are some long caution flag laps. Like they need to get the they need to get that IndyCar pace car and speed that thing up or something. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the few places on the the during the season I think that you can you can pit under you know, green flag and not lose a lap. Well, what the problem with that too was is that. It seems like five laps because sometimes we'd be like, well, most of the time it was like the very start of that, that lap, right? So we'd have to go around a whole time again just for that to catch up to the pace guy, right? And then it starts. So yeah, it, it was long caution. <laughs> yeah, it's a definitely a long one. But let's get to um, we got some trophies up on the board here. Um, Mike, Saturday fix, you picked up a P1. How'd that go, man? It was great, man. I, I was actually talking to Mike Ellis before the race, telling him how much I didn't like driving fixed anymore because of the amazing cars we've been running on open, right? Like, it's just it's a way different different ball game. And um, it turns out I was, I was running a really good race. Um, ended up being in the top bit. Um, I had a very fast car. I made some good changes. Actually, I didn't make any changes to that car. <laughs> but um, what happened was... Um, there was a little bit of an incident there at the end, and I just kind of want to put it out there that it wasn't a meant, like, purposely done thing. Uh, we don't have the stream up there for that, but um, on the restart, there was going to be a two-lap shootout, and um, it looked like there was a netcode glitch on my screen where the second line, or the first line opened up. It looked like the first place got into second on the restart, and um, it pushed up, and it looked like it pushed up, but... Um, he looks like he came back down. Uh, I looked on the replay afterwards, and it turns out um, it was definitely net code, and he was sitting right in front of me through that corner, and it, it looks like I just ran right through him. Like it, it looks so bad. So I want to apologize for that too, but the car ran great. Um, it was good finish. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, you get in those races. It's late in the race. You're battling. Things happen quick. A little bit of net code here. I mean, it's, it's part of racing, though. I mean, it wasn't intentional. It's just good hard racing, it sounds like. Um, but now you, um, so moving on to Sunday Open, uh, you got to look like you ended up P4. So that was our best result in the Open race. How'd that one go for you? Do you wreck anybody for it? <laughs> no, not, not that race, unfortunately. Um... 
I just had a good race again, right? Like I just had a good race. Keep it off the wall. Keep it, keep it clean. And it seemed with all the cautions, you could kind of keep it up there if you had a good car. Well, through the tunnel turn as well. Tunnel was per important, very important. And um, ended up being top five. It was great. Yeah, solid run there, uh, Chris. Um, you have some results results here, man. How'd your race go? And I had a I had a really good race actually. Like I said, I'm not particularly good at Pocono, but um, Mike in particular has been working a ton on the sets. I think that he's probably putting more work than anybody, along with a um, a dash of Greg Hectus here and there. I think, but um, the, the set was great. So it was it overcame my inability to drive and was contending for the win running in the top three in the last couple of laps and went down to turn one and just i don't know if i was nervous or what the deal is but i don't have a shifter i just have the, a paddle shifter on my wheel and i just double shifted from <laughs> all the way down to second gear and just immediately blew it up just destroyed a, a perfectly good race it was an awesome race up to that point just rookie mistake but i happened to bubba wallace during the real race too so you know, rookie mistakes. It happens. I I just want to say uh, you haven't seen a lot of my results on any of these last couple of weeks because uh, I've been fighting a wheel issue. So I haven't been able to help out the team a lot. So Mike's been working on a lot of stuff to uh, fix it. But I've just been trying to give feedback. That's all I can do. But it looks like this week I can get back to racing from a donor wheel that's been donated by uh, Tony. For us. Yeah. yeah, if your team needs some good sets, get you some Canadians. They seem they I don't there's something something in the air up there or something. But yeah, definitely our our best couple of setup guys right now. They've been great. Yeah, no, we definitely appreciate it here. It is uh, it's I mean the team chat's going. There's always talk going on. I'll be at work and know exactly what's going on with the team, the set, what's going on. So it's really cool. Um, more results here. Sunday open. I have a note from David here. P9. Uh, he said 19 incident points. It was a mess. And I could definitely believe that. Because the few races I was able to watch and be part of, man, that's... You would think a two and a half mile track, people get spread out, get a run, and just... They all seem to want to wreck that first lap on a restart. Like I said, there was always, it seemed like it was, uh, sometimes it was people spinning on their own, but it seems like most of the time it was an argument over real estate. Like I said, people had completely different theories on how much they wanted to back up their corners, and eventually somebody would run over somebody or slide up into somebody else. It's the Martinsville, Martinsville, Martinsville theory all over again. Some people yeah, break pretty, sooner, yep. some people break later. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much the same theory going to the corners, just a whole lot more speed and straight away before it. It's really weird, too, because, I mean, it's such a wide track, but once you start to back up those corners, I mean, it's such a narrow line you race in that it kind of breeds those incidents. If it had, like, a little bit more banking or where you could run two defined grooves, it wouldn't be an issue, but it's like you have the same apex no matter how you take your corner because you have to set up that next straightaway. It really kind of leads to those tight situations. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, people can get all kinds of runs going down the straightaways, but everybody's got a funnel to the same real estate getting into the corner. Yeah, there's only one line on Pocono, really. One fast line, that is. Yeah, but yeah, let's get in Sunday fixed here. Uh, last race of the week, it looks like Mike Ellis, P19, notes here, said he ran 5th to 10th most of the race, 
But last 20 laps completely faded. Last car in the lead lap. Um, his words, not mine. I suck. Um, I was in team speak during that. I was helping you, Chris, in your race. And Mike gives himself, I mean, he gives himself a lot of slack, but he's running two to three splits higher than us. So he, he gets it done up there. Oh, yeah. His split is not easy by no means. Yeah, I, my, I feel like I would rather run in the back of top split than the lead and bottom split. That's my personal preference. You got to be the best. You got to race with the best. I agree with that statement. I can't wait till I'm up there with Mike. So, uh, Chris, uh, you had some results. I kind of worked with you there. How'd your race go, man? Um, not bad. I mean, uh, similar to the um, morning race, just with a better result. Uh, had a, a pretty good, solid race, but uh, we may had uh, just made a mistake at the end on pit strategy. Not even really a mistake, just things didn't fall our way. And actually, I think we would have been better off. Basically, what happened is uh, we could have short pitted, and that ended up being the call. Because uh, a caution came out that really helped those guys, but you knew it was the right call. But I typically run uh, run the thing out of fuel, and so in the time it was taking you to convince me <laughs> that it was the right call, the caution comes out and screwed us. But yeah, I think um, if uh, we would have actually made that stop when you wanted to, I think we we would have been good. But yeah, you just never know how those things are going to fall. And that day they didn't fall our way. But, yeah, he did a great job of crew chiefing. I would say, yeah, it was, it was a solid race. I think I think the timing of when we were going to um, make that stop was really tight because if we pitted what I was thinking, we wouldn't have had enough fuel to go green to the end, which we've had that issue before, uh, usually my fault. Um, so I think we were a little leery there. I felt that there was going to be a caution. They were racing really hard behind you, but I was just like, you know what, I don't want to pull the trigger on this yet. Once we agreed, they wrecked crossing the start-finish line, which we were just going into one. So there's really, I mean, you don't expect them to wreck down the front straightaway. So it's one of those deals. And we ran the same strategy at the end of the race as the guy who won and the guy who ended up P3. The guy who ended up P3, he actually was the one that short-pitted. And then the leader, he was just had that extra, those extra track position on us on those restarts. So we were kind of like, the last guy with older tires, which was working good there. But then we had like, I think a two lap green flag run, which was just enough for the car to get loose on those old tires. And we lost that track position, but I think it was a good race on both fronts. It just didn't work in our favor, but I think we all made the right calls there. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a pretty solid race. Just, yeah, things didn't quite fall. Yeah, then, then there was that late race wreck on the white flag lap, and you were the guy who checked up, and then everybody kind of dive-bombed in, and we lost, I would say we probably lost like five positions from that, but then again, you brought it home without wrecking it, so it's you were kind of stuck on the high side when all that went down, and there was nowhere for you to go, so just one of those tough things. So uh, hopping on here, we're going to go to the iRacing World Championship coverage. Um, what do you got, Tony? Oh, iRacing uh, Grand Prix World Championship. Um, Gregor Hutu passes Mitchell DeJong on the last lap to win the Grand Prix at Watkins Glen. Um, they got a couple of videos. There's like a little uh, animated GIF of the the last, you know, the last 
lap pass that Hutu made uh, that got him the eventual win. Um, on the uh, Race Spot Facebook page, they got a video of the last two laps. And man, that, those are some hard fought laps. Um, Hutu is trying everything to uh, pass DeJong. And, you know, he is doing a great job of blocking that inside lane, making it absolutely hard on Hutu. And then, um, you know, finally Hutu just. He found his uh, found his moment. Um, I'm not sure what what they call that 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 turn that he did. He he was able to get to the inside. They made a little contact there. Um, man, it was it was a hard fought win for uh, for Hutu. But uh, um, overall, Matt Mac Backham still leads the championship over Dejong by two points, uh, with uh, Gregor Hutu uh, 16 points behind Dejong. Um, I gotta start watching some of these races because those last two laps, those are uh, those are some pretty exciting uh, racing there. Yeah, I watched some of that race. I missed the ending because my phone's battery was gonna die. I was stuck at work with no power. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's what iRacing needs there. That was good, clean, hard racing. I mean, look professional as as could be, and that was perfect. That was exciting. That was as good as any race you've ever seen. So that was. Those are really good for eye racing there. So moving on to the uh, NASCAR Peak Series, uh, what do you got for us, Chris? Uh, not much this week because uh, they're actually off. But um, just gonna run down um, uh, the schedule and the standings real quick. Um, next week they're gonna be at Michigan with um, Sonoma the week after, so that'll be a fun one to watch. And as far as the standings, um, Ray Alfala has a pretty good lead at 259 points, followed by Keegan Leahy with 220. Then Bobby Zielinski, Nicholas Shelton, and Matt Busa round out the top five. Yeah, I'm not... Last season was the first season I kind of followed the series a little bit, which was their uh, first season with the playoff format. I'm really interested to see how this thing plays out towards the end, because I know... Ray Alfala, three-time champion there, he's he's kind of won all those championships where you could develop a lead by having good, strong, consistent races. And it'd be neat to see how the championship plays out. But this far, he's been the most consistent. Even though Keegan's won two races, he's put solid, solid races together week in and week out. Is this the first year that they um, have like a, a playoff format or did they do that last year too? Uh, that was last year was their first year doing it. And I didn't follow the championship enough to that point to really see the differences. Um, but yeah, no, last year was their first year doing that. Yeah, I've been following a bit, but just kind of here and there. Honestly, I would follow, um, I'd probably watch about every race or at least follow and check the results of every race and highlights if they always ran the same track that we were that week. I still don't get that. Yeah, they're going to be running Michigan. After we're all done with Michigan, so yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how they get to those. I'm sure there's a rhyme or reason to it. Still, yeah, probably. Like so I, I'm not. I don't follow the the series enough to know. There probably is a reason behind it, but that's probably my main reason that I don't really tune in all that often. I'm usually only curious to watch on the the weeks where they actually line up with our schedule for NIS. Isn't the uh... I'm just going on a line here. I think from before, if I remember correctly, the reason they do that is they just do every track. They just pick times of the year and they have every track because there's no duplicates in there, I don't believe. 
That would make sense. Yeah, since they only race every other week. That plus they're trying to run off weeks of the pro, which that tries to line up with the truck schedule. So I'm sure that has something to do with it. But yeah, moving on here. Um, same thing uh, for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Championship. Uh, they're off this week with their next race being on June 11th um, at Knoxville. So looking forward to that. The last late model race was phenomenal. The sprint car race prior to that, a little lackluster. So I'm excited to watch those guys get back on track and put on a good show. So hopping into news and topics. Um, this week's build week, so we got plenty to cover. I kind of broke down all the news we got prior to the build coming out into kind of a quick rapid fire segment for you guys here. Um, I'll quickly cover a topic, whether it be videos or whatever came out news-wise during the week. Shoot it to you guys, uh, have a question, and we'll go on from there. Um, first thing we got this week to talk about is the new promotional videos coming for the new cars. We had a video come out this week for the Porsche 911. Uh, the GTE car, and then the Subaru WRX Rallycross cars. Did you guys see those? What you think? I watched uh, both of them. Um, you know, uh, video quality, awesome. These guys are doing such a great job with these videos. Much better than uh, the the way they used to. You know, I mean, it 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 you know gets me excited. I mean, I'm probably not going to buy a Porsche, but I'm watching the watching the video. I'm like, man, like this is so darn cool maybe i do want to buy it and then reality smacks me in the face no not yet anyways but uh these guys are just hammering these videos like champs it's awesome well i thought somebody was going to be excited about the porsche because i know we had a couple people on our team that were oh, but i guess they're not I'm here i'm super excited yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i could really care less I, the subaru is cool but i haven't really driven any grc in a while uh, Phil, yeah, I agree with Phil Tony, was in man. a race last night, and he was checking out the sounds of it. I know that, but he, I guess he's not in here today. He 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 said he loved the sound of the Subaru, which is great because that's like that's a huge thing on the Subaru, right? Like, I love the sound yeah, of the Subaru. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that they would have even went into that much detail. That's really cool, actually. Yes, the Subaru is the best. I I was late looking forward to this one. I haven't got it yet, but I'm gonna do it once I get my wheel back. Um. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Even though I drive a WRX in real life, I want to drive this on the Sim, too, I guess. Yeah, yeah and I agree with Tony as well. Like, the, the guys that have been doing these videos, they made me want to buy these cars, even though I might not ever race them. <laughs> yeah, they. you could definitely tell, like, the production quality, the lighting, the angles. I mean, that guy's, he's working to get those videos. But, yeah, it's it's nice. It's a good hype builder. Um, but we're going to hop on here to the second topic here um they we got another video this week talking about the new custom heat racing feature um it's exclusive to the new e a new ui um are you guys okay with it being exclusive to the new ui or do you even care i'll pipe in first i don't care <laughs> just just absolutely does not matter to me um maybe i should have just shut up <laughs> i know okay. Oops, sorry, sorry mike i know uh mike Ellis was uh, pretty uh, adamant about this. He doesn't like the UI in general because of the fact that it keeps everything running at all times. Like the graphics cards and all that are running even when you're in it, no matter what. But uh, I don't have much experience with the UI um, and the heat and doing heats. But 
um, you know, I know they're trying something new with the the beta UI, and I guess that's where they got to try stuff, right? I I personally like it. Like, I haven't checked out the UI yet, but one of my main issues with my computer setup right now is, yeah, I, I may be running eight gigabytes, but I'm running a new computer with new new processor, new new RAM, new everything, right? And my issue is going into games. The only problems I have is that I might throw a memory error, memory error, between um, going from practice to a race. And I feel like if everything's moved into more of like a a single UI, I might not have an issue like that. I'm going to upgrade, obviously, but um, I feel like it might be a little bit easier on computers if it's it's one versus both or. Um, going from website to UI kind of thing. My only real irritation with it is the same that as Mike Ellis, where I don't like that if you're just on there looking for a race, you know, you might not be racing for another half hour or whatever. You, like I said, it, it, it runs like the Sims running. Like, it, yeah, it'll kick in your graphics cards, fans, everything's running basically like the game is running. And that's the only thing that irritates me about it. Yeah, the one thing I would mention, and me and Phil talked about this in uh, chat, is I don't like having to be having to wear my Oculus. I love wearing it when I race, but as soon as I'm out of that car, I want to take the Oculus off. Um, so I think I think it's cool they added this. I think it's gonna be great for dirt racing, setting up tournaments, races, stuff like that. It's good, but locking it behind the new UI, if it. I don't. I'm not smart enough to understand how all this stuff works. I find it hard to believe they couldn't add this into the sim via the member site and only do it through the new UI. And if they only can do it through the new UI, I get it. It just allow me to take my headset off. Um, Phil mentioned he doesn't mind. He likes wearing the headset, which I used to be that way. But once you start doing longer and longer races, it just gets warm, gets hot. So um. I feel like there's other issues with the new UI that are hindering people's opinion of it or lack of using it. And um, it sucks that they keep adding these features to the UI when it's like the UI is not good enough that we want to use it yet. It feels like we're being forced, and that's the part I don't like. Yeah, we definitely are. I mean, it's it's real obvious that they're not putting the, the work into the website that they are the new UI or just like you said, those new custom race features would be in, on the website as well. They just didn't want to put the work into it, which I get. They want to put the work into the new thing, but like I said, I don't like particularly like the new thing because of the reasons I mentioned. But the 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 setting up a race on there is way better. The improvements they made are, are really good. It just sucks. <laughs> yeah, the website didn't get them as well. Yeah, I mean, if I want to host a race with heat racing, I need to hop in, put my headset on, do all that, set it up, and then at that point, I'm going to take my headset off, go into the website, go to host it, and join the race from there. I just don't want to be tied to that thing every time I'm on the sim. But um, so that's that's that for that one. Let's hop into the next question here. Um, prior to the build, we had some screenshots come out of the new shadow system. Um, the biggest thing that stood out to me is I never realized how bad the shadow system was before. Did you guys notice that or? Have any thoughts on there? It's amazing. It it is absolutely amazing. You can see it hundred percent on the race racetrack and it's it it 
you gotta you gotta look at it for yourself. Like it's it's just beautiful. Yeah, it is an improvement. And it's one of those things I didn't know I was missing. I have a lot of uh, my I don't have a great graphics card, so I have some of the bells and whistles turned off anyway. But it was one of those improvements that I just like the grass. Um, sorry if I skipped ahead and this is actually in there, but that was another thing they added where you can tear through the grass and it'll kick up. It's one of those things I I didn't know I was missing until they added it. Yeah, not to mention about the grass when it kicks up, your tracks actually stay in that grass now. Yeah, yeah, and the same with the new um yeah, the new tire marks on the track. They're they're improved and yeah, they're they stay yeah, the there. The rubber marks look amazing yep. too, yeah. They've done a great job with the graphics in the last update. Yeah, yeah. We'll go into that a little bit more later, but I feel like this build was a good step moving forward for the build after this. So they did a lot of cool things. Um, which we'll go into here in a moment. Um, one thing I want to talk about, though, is the things that didn't make the build that were confirmed prior to it coming out. Um, the two thing, two primary things for us would be uh, we're not getting the tire model, and there's no new damage model. Now, that one they never even referenced would be even close to this build, but I think there was a lot of hype and build up for it. Um, do either of these things not make the build surprise you? No surprise at all all um like the the tire model from everything they're telling us like it's 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 gonna be huge there's a lot to it um and i'm okay with that you know bring it out get it right as best as they can there's always gonna be bugs but um i i would hate for them to bring it out you know a half broken tire model and that that, that would just be absolutely terrible same with the damage i mean you know what let's let's get it right uh bring it out you know maybe in the next build it'll be it'll be ready maybe they'll have it ready a little sooner um didn't doesn't really matter to me too much though um they'll, they'll you know they'll get it here when they get it here that's cool i think it sucks i was really hoping for <laughs> the new tire model but yeah like i said if it's not ready we can't have it i guess but it kind of sucks because I'm, I'm wondering if we won't be waiting on that till the end of the year now because see, the next build's going to be, you know, what, like October-ish, something like that, September, something like that. So are they going to launch this crazy new tire build right in the middle of, um, you know, the end of the peak um, series, probably in their playoffs, I'm guessing. I mean, that sounds like a terrible idea, too. I don't know about that. I think they could still do it because you know things change through the season it's who adapts right yeah but nascar i mean nascar wouldn't do that i mean they wouldn't they wouldn't you wouldn't go from driving a regular car to the car tomorrow like mid-season or during the playoffs no but they are going to go to the new aerodynamic package that they ran at charlotte a couple more times like you know throwing that loop that affects the points i don't know it's i i, I kind of agree with you chris i don't think they will They'll, they'll, they'll make it seem like it's going to come out again, and then once again, it'll be a surprise, and it probably won't. Yeah, like I said, I, I think it's fine. It'd be, it'd be a cool little wrench to throw at them to have to work with these setups at the end of their championship, but it seems like that's going to be the excuse they use why it doesn't come out for the next build, and we'll be waiting even longer. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was, I wasn't surprised on the damage model. We saw a video of that, like, God, who knows how long ago. And no news. I was semi-surprised the tire model didn't make it. I mean, they announced it the like the day after the last build um, came out. So it was like, 
I don't know. I was they announced it so far in advance and were so detailed. Um, but I mean, I understand it takes time. You got to get it right. And I feel like a lot of like the dust, dirt particles, dynamic temp, some of the other things we'll go into are all going to play a role in it. I don't think it's just something that's. I think everything's intertwined, and they almost have to do them all at once, um, for the sake of the sim. Could you imagine though, like if if they have a tire model that's detailed enough, where you're thinking like, okay, it picks up marbles and things like that. Guys can't even restart properly now. Imagine if you have to get your tires prepared to go and do stuff, and if they have certain stuff like that. Yeah, that I mean, at that point, it's gonna be tough. But I think it's gonna the the good guys are gonna start to rise at that point even more especially i mean like one of the things they mentioned the tire model is you wouldn't have that like one lap is gonna be the fastest and then a fall off from there if i remember correctly they mentioned like you're gonna have to build the temps up you're gonna have to build the grip up so you're not gonna have that like golden lap on a fresh set of tires so even that alone is gonna make almost every start um hopefully a little more challenging and really kind of show off who can save tires. And I think at that point, hopefully two tires is an option middle or late in the race. Um, Cause like right now it's like, you need new tires or nothing. It's like new tires or bust for the most part. It would be nice to even, you know, splash a fuel or something like that. Like to actually have the options on the pit road. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, let's um let's hop into the next topic here. Actually, I'm going to throw this one over to you, Greg. What you got? Okay, so I guess there were some reports um, with guys with people having problems downloading. So they've Irising is testing a new content delivery network, so the CDN. Um, I guess what was happening, especially it's coming to light now because of the update, but people were having a really slow download speeds and. Um, not being able to get the update it's you know crisp as, and as fast as they want so they have this new i guess the cloud front that they're running and uh they're testing it out with select um percentage of people that wanted to uh, try it yeah i didn't i didn't see about this till after i've already downloaded my update i'm reading the patch notes but i have did you guys get into that 10% group of people who were allowed to try it out or I forgot to go look for it after I read it in the original notes and I forgot to even um, go check it out but I, and I they didn't really explain I am not I'm not even sure if I understand what it is if they put the content on different servers throughout the country or if this is some kind of service like what you would see on Xbox and PlayStation where you know this stuff they'd get an update and it would download in the background when you're not running the sim or something I don't really even understand what this thing is I think people were asking for it because of it was offered with, uh, I think it was looking like if you're reading at it, some of the people were talking about Windows 7 having an easier time downloading and then people who went to Windows 10 are having more difficulty downloading sometimes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I would keep an eye out for that. If you guys go to uh, preferences under the My Account tab, you should find a thing where you can opt in. You just got to change your con content delivery network or CDN. Um, they basically are 10% of users per country who's logged into iRacing last month. So if you're cur curious, check that out. Um, hopefully we get some more patch notes here or 
and um, some more hot fixes, and you could test that out. Um, hop on to the next topic. What do you got, Tony? We got some schedule and release notes. Um, you know, with all builds, we get release notes. Uh, the link for which can be found on our show notes, as it would take way too long to get into all the details. But I'll go over some of the highlights. Um, uh, a reported track temperature will now be dynamically updated throughout a session. Um, super cool. Uh, a new off-track grass particle effect has been added. Um, we've you know, talked about that. I firsthand got to see that last night in a race, and it kind of blew me away a little bit, except for the fact that every lap I got to see where I went off track. Um, Bloom is now available as a graphics option for eye racing, and as I just found out what Bloom is, um, gives you a little extra glow around the lights, um, just a little extra eye candy. And uh, uh, many trees throughout the landscape of eye racing will now sway in the wind. And a big one, the Radical SR8, is now free to own and download for all members. Um, I've not tried that car. Any of you guys tried that car? It's a fun car. Yeah, that thing is a blast. I took it to the um, Auto Club, like, Roval. And, I mean, that thing is fun to drive. I don't know how it's going to be racing in a group, but individual driving is a blast. Yeah, they have a Week 13 race set up for that, too. I need to check it out. I haven't I haven't looked at it yet. Hey, Tony. So how exactly did your, your tire marks look? Oh, um, a nice mixture of brown and uh, different colors of green. Um, it was actually quite beautiful, but a stark reminder of what can happen. <laughs> yeah, that blows my mind that we can actually still see it like throughout the whole race. It's, it's awesome. I love it. I saw that for first firsthand. I actually saw it today when I was trying to take a screenshot for my stream. I pulled onto the grass just to go do something, and I moved around it, and it was kind of cool that you get to see where you've been driving. Yeah, I was um I was at Belle Isle in the Indy car, and I got the report from the spotter like, "Hey, car slow in front of you." I come around the corner, and you could see the dirt. You could see the tire mark right where he like over jumped the curb into the grass, and then right where he drove straight into the fence when he spun out. So yeah. the the detail is very impressive. Yeah, the rubber marks look amazing now as well. Like, yeah, one hundred percent. So I got to play a little defensive um, for my, my tire marks through the grass. I did get doored, and, you know, that, that was pretty much my only option. And I, and I did catch some air, but uh, I think I may have only lost one spot, and I was able to get back on track and, and continue racing. So um, that, that was a good recovery. I, I got to pat myself on the head. Okay. Thanks. So, um, uh, along with the release notes, we received the 2018 Season 3 12-week schedules and a few notable changes. Uh, Belle Isle is a new street circuit that has been added to many series. Uh, the Radical, the, the new free car, and the series has been moved to a fixed setup. Um, the IMSA series adds the Porsche 911 RSR to the GTE class and loses the Ferrari 488 GT3 to keep the car count to six. Um, the Porsche 911 RSR series joins the GTE class in the Le Mans series. The fun Dallara Dash series is now multi-class with the two older Indy cars. Oh, that's cool. I like running that. That's 
that's a lot of fun. And uh, the newly rebranded iRacing Rallycross series now includes the Subaru WRX. STI. STI. <laughs> yeah, people are going to get you for that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. When I was reading over the notes originally, I didn't catch the um, Delara Dash part with the two older Indy cars. That's pretty cool. I'll have to check that out. I wonder which IndyCar is faster of the two. I mean, at some point, we're all going to find out, and that's the one everyone's going to want to run. Note yeah. to self, Will, we should probably run a stream someday, or a hosted for the people. Or go yes. and... I don't know, it would be cool to have uh, try those two cars and host it with some of our fans. Yeah, that would be a fun one. Maybe you know, throw the new IR18 in there and kind of have a IndyCar showdown. Um, one thing, though, that was mentioned, and I... I'm surprised I didn't even put this in the notes here, is they rebranded Red Bull Rallycross to iRacing Rallycross. Did you guys notice that? I feel like nobody's really kind of made a big deal about it yet. I haven't seen any news, nothing pop up about that. Does that mean they're going to be fronting the bill then? I I meant to say something as I was going through this, but I was too busy looking at my my Paul Tracy pictures. Um, (laughs) But uh, (laughs) well played. Yeah, I mean, they, they, it see, almost seemed like they just kind of snuck that one in there. They didn't really put a whole lot of um, no hoorah uh, up against it that they uh, they changed the the name. No more uh, Red Bull uh, Global Rallycross. Yeah, they they kind of peaked it at the start of the Subaru video, like like the second shot. Then they played the Subaru video, and everyone kind of watched the Subaru. And I was actually testing it at Sonoma, and something felt different. I couldn't figure out what. And it took me like three laps to notice all the Red Bull logos were changed. And like it was like a darker blue versus like the Red Bull's yellow and red. So, I mean, it's noticeable. Every track's been updated. It just there's been no like, hey, we're not partnered with them. It's just it just dissolved. So. So, yeah, moving on, though, um, we have a little section here, another rapid fire or semi-rapid fire as far as everything that kind of came out after the build, all news and everything. So um, we did get two promotional videos um, and a video from the Reddit user SDW3489. Um, Two of the videos were from iRacing, one from him. Um, Did you guys watch these videos? They, They were promoting Belle Isle and the new grass effects. I like the one with the car spinning out. Yeah, that was my favorite too. In the Lars the Corvette. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was hilarious, I thought. And everybody on Twitter was liking it, commenting on it. I mean, I saw cup drivers talking about it. Like, talk about perfect timing for iRacing to take advantage of that, that uh, pace car oh, crash. Yeah. Well, I, I even, I tried Belle Isle, and I did the exact same thing, 100%. Very first time through that corner, I put it right in the wall. There's a wicked bump right there. It looked oh, identical, man. too. Like, it, like, it was embarrassing. <laughs> I like how they made the car jump in the one with the grass effect, too. Put the camera underneath it. Yeah, no, I mean, we mentioned earlier they're getting better at these videos. I mean, it's phenomenal, and I'm really surprised they didn't 
do the particle video prior to the build. That's something I think people really would have been excited about. I don't, I mean, we're all still excited. It's just, that's some cool stuff. So moving on here to the uh, next rapid fire section here. Um, we had a couple of issues with this build as with most, um, but this one affected the new pit exit penalties. Um, a couple of which have already been fixed in some hot notes, but uh, do these issues surprise you guys at all? Or do you think adding this pit exit was even necessary? I kind of like the idea of having that uh, pit exit. I mean, we, we've all been in that situation where some guy just comes right out of the pits, right up into the track, and takes everybody out. We've all been there. I mean, it's a good idea. Um, oh, boy, oh, boy, was that uh, a little too easy to get nailed, uh, <laughs> not uh, uh, coming out properly. Like, um, But I believe they've they've fixed that issue. Well, it wasn't too bad. If, if you kept your right tires on, on the line and exited it down the straightaway and not and I repeat this, not where they told you to exit, you wouldn't get the black flag. I think like, like one of the tracks, I think whether it was Vegas or Texas, no matter where you exited pit road, it would penalize you. Wow. Ouch. <laughs> yes, I mean, if you were, if you hopped in that race, was like the one guy who didn't pit, you pretty much won because everybody kept getting black flags, then it had to come through and serve the penalty. Would get another black flag, so. Well, yeah, fingers I... crossed they get that completely sorted out. But I love it. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm blah. I'm no longer nervous when I hear someone coming out of the pits now because I just know they won't come out for the black flag, right? Yeah, it sucks that we have to have it, but I'm really, really glad it's there. I think it's really cool. Channel. Yeah, it is. Um, it's a cool add, and I. At first, I was curious how I would even know where that line was because I don't like using the racing line. And I sure don't want to use no pit racing line either. But you have that, like, the nice little blue line in the cone. So it is visibly distinguishable whether you use those uh, effects or not. So we're going to move on here to the uh, next topic. What do you got, Chris? Um, kind of as we had mentioned before, there was a patch this morning, the uh, same one that they uh, used to fix the, the pit road entrance. They also um, fixed a few other bugs that were introduced with the new build, including um, invisible rally cross trusses. Uh, they adjusted lighting on grass particles, um, multiple setup updates, and uh, as we mentioned before, the, the pit exits were adjusted. Um, I think... Uh, yeah, there were some complaints about the the new fixed setups that people were having a, some issues driving them. I I thought they were much better than the old ones, but I think um, uh, Mike, you got to drive uh, the new fixed setup already since the update this morning. What did you think of it? Um, since the new update. Yeah, since um, this one this morning, could you tell the difference between that and the fix we were driving um, after the big patch? In a huge way, in a. The fix setup the other day was loose all around. Like it, it was great for people like me that love it and love the like the feather the throttle. Um, but the problem is the cautions, right? A lot, a lot of guys can handle that loose car, and it was it was pretty bad. But the the new setup is 
It's more tighter. It's uh, a little bit loose, but um, it's definitely a lot more manageable. Cool. That sounds like fun, kind of in between the old and what we had earlier in the week then. Yeah, it's better. Awesome. That's that's definitely good to hear because I know get a new build, get new sets, people can't drive. Now we got mud all over the track with this update, so yeah, cool they made that improvement. <laughs> uh, Greg, you actually got the next topic. I'll let you take this one here, man. Okay, so Sean Nash, uh, one of the uh, iRacing staff, um, posted that uh, some new uh, info on how the shadow systems are impacting system performance. He stated the performance cost is probably not as much as many of you might ex uh, be expecting. I ch uh, checked several worst case spots uh, at several tracks and with an extra object enabled to receive shadows, the typical case is about 7% loss of frames per second. With most spots on track much more under 4%. Now, I noticed when I went in, you know, there's a little bit of a dip in my frames per second. I don't have a really great graphics card, but it, you know, it dipped a little bit, but you know, seven to four percent isn't that bad if you're up way over 60 frames per second it's like when you're closer to that it probably does affect a lot of people if you're turning that stuff on i think the biggest headache for people like me that use vr um you're pretty much capped at 90 and it's already a strain to do that i noticed a small hit but i feel like half of that was the fact that i was at bell isle we were in the indy cars a pack of like six cars running together so it's hard to say if that was it or not I notice a bigger CPU hit than I do a GPU hit. 100%. Yeah, I'm sure being Belle Isle it probably didn't help any since that's a brand new track. I'm sure there's things they do down the road that probably optimize that stuff a little bit as far as uh, what's, how much of the hardware it's using up. But we get a thing too. When you're going through that grass, look how much grass is coming up, right? Like, that's a lot for the process. Yeah, the computer's got to keep track of all those little chunks. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely graphic intense, but I feel like everything they've done in this build is prepare us for the day-to-night transitions um, and the new damage model. So I, it's like I love it, but my computer's working hard, and there's not a whole lot I can do to update it at this point. So hopefully we get some hardware updates by the time they get that day-to-night stuff going, and I get keep up with it but uh moving on to the next topic here uh the stock cars got a suspension update um as we mentioned we didn't get the tire model but we got uh which there was a ton of negative feedback on the forums about that especially from the oval community but we did get receive suspension changes um mike greg i know you guys work a lot on our setups here and um have you noticed the changes and if so what are some of the things for people to keep an eye out for when they're working on that kind of stuff. You want to go or... You go you first, go. Mike, because I don't have as much experience yet on it because of the wheel problems I've had. All right, so when that day first came out, uh, my biggest issue was even getting the car stable. Um, it seemed every car that you put on that track was loose, like absolutely loose. It didn't matter what it did. And if you did get it stable, it would push very hard within the first four to five laps. Now... With the new update that did this morning, um, one of my setups actually ended up being roughly the same thing, but the one I didn't completely finish that I thought might have been a lost cause ended up giving me actually a quite 
quite a bit fast car today. It turned tight. It turned really tight. And everyone knows you can make a tight car loose, right? So, and it turns out after five or six laps, she she still drove. She didn't push. Um, I think the update they did this morning was actually quite good. I think they kept if they kept with the update, uh, the first update with no no updates. I think we would have been had a lot of cautions, like a lot, because that car was just super loose. So we um actually we had a, a John Hammer here, friend of the podcast, actually hop in our team speak here, and he actually wanted to comment on these uh, stock car suspension updates. Um, what do you got, John? Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, we got you. So I just wanted to share that um, I had built two setups for the community there and spent um, quite a bit of time on the setup. And the suspension geometry is such now that if you use the monster truck setup with a very high right front, then you will lose about three degrees of camber as the nose comes down at speed. So what we're looking to do now basically is sort of get the right front pinned down and then lock it up there. So I shared a new setup on the forums with that build in that way, and I'm going to do a YouTube video on it hopefully this weekend. Hey, John, since you're here, question for you. Do you think the reason that the cars are feeling a bit looser is because do you think the geometry in the front here is actually giving it more grip? Um, I think that the reason that the cars are feeling loose is because we are not abusing the right front as much and overheating it. You can feel the rear tires heating up actually quite a bit quicker. Because that's kind of see that in telemetry too. That's what I was noticing when I was taking laps around. I, you know, you have the turn in, and you're not seeing the heat that you're getting. We were getting before, which means the front's not sliding more, which means now you're you were going to have more heat in the back. And I, it just felt like there was the, the front end was working a little bit better than it's been in the last little while. Well, yeah, because it's, the, it's not sliding the nose as much because there's not as much camber and as much heat there. It's a little weird to explain what's going on there. And if I understand yeah. right, it's kind of opposite of um, the, the way people were exploiting it. Um, before they made the change, right, where people were able to make setups where they'd have a certain amount of camera going into the corner, but the way the suspension worked, you could actually increase the amount of um, camber going through the corner, right? Yeah, so before, on the last build, we were going from an 8-degree right front static camber to about a 14-degree camber at the apex of the corner. Now what's happening is the most you can get is 8. And the only way you can keep the eight is if the right front doesn't drop down at speed. So you're trying so, to get that right front to compress and stay there, almost kind of like a bump stop, kind of just not move to maintain that camber through the corner then? Yeah, what we want to do is we want to get the right front splitter as close to the track as possible to account for the um, compression on the tire, basically. And then you do not want it to drop at speed. You want it to stay yeah. there because every time it drops, you lose camber. I think you just you just uh, helped me out with my set there, Hammer. <laughs> I just said you guys won. <laughs> I yeah. said everybody won. Though, so. 
Well, I, I've put like 300 laps into into one already, and my biggest issue in the beginning was getting that car to go around that corner. And um, my issue right now is it's still a top five car right now, but well, top five car in my split. Um, but like you're saying, what's happened to me right now is my right front is raising, and I'm having a problem keeping that keeping it on the ground, and and that could be my problem where I'm losing all my speed. Well, if you've got a way to raise the car up at speed, you're kind of ahead of the game because you'll gain camber, but you will lose aerodynamics. So there's probably not a lot of gain in the camber game now. You just want to put the eight degrees of camber in it and pin it. You want to make sure yeah. it's not lifting up at all and kind of leveling out. Um, I noticed no, you know, they you did... really want If you could get it to lift, that's pretty amazing because you will gain camber if the nose comes off the track. Gotcha. You lose arrow though. Got gotcha. mine's lifting. So, but if it lifts, I guess that's good. <laughs> if, if it lifts in an uh, unequal way or in a really weird way, uh, you could end up with a, some odd problems like snap loose or weird tightness. Yeah, she doesn't snap loose. She gets a little. She did get a little loose, but what happened was. Uh, well, I, I made it a little looser. I'm sure you, you know how I could have done that really quickly. But um, my biggest issue was trying to plant it um, going around through one and two. Three and four, she stays pretty good. But um, in the middle of one into two, she starts lifting. So, Well, that could I, be advantageous. We'll have to see. So I put one on the forums that has a twin 10,000-pound front springs. A 7,000 pound right front packer, uh, about one, or sorry, 7,000 pound shock springs and a one inch plus packers, and it's sitting at about two and a half inches, three inches off the track. Appreciate I that, by the through way. Through telemetry, so. Yeah, really appreciate that, by the way, too. I don't think there's really been hardly anybody posting anything on the forums. Um, VRS has been quiet. Like, you're pretty much the only person I've seen that's been posting you know, early work on these sets to try to help people out with it. Well, uh, you know, I'm I'm an Eagle Scout. I'm uh, with the Boy Scouts, and I'm a project manager and stuff. And I do a lot of community stuff, and iRacing is like a community to me. And I just am trying to give back everything that I know, just knowing that I'm not an engineer. You know, I'm not um, any of those guys like Eric. But I've spent ten years trying to learn this on my own through books, reading, talking to people who build chassis, actual guys who build chassis. So I don't have the experience hands-on with a lot of it. Everything that I have, I'm just sharing with the community and trying to help people out. Well, I don't know what the guys say about it, but I have no problems with you guys help or since you help us out, um, giving you your setup to go check out it. I mean, even if you could give me a couple pointers as well, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you coming to uh, talk here, uh, John. Yeah, I just had a few minutes, and I knew today would be a pretty hectic day. I didn't mean to drop in on you, but sometimes you just got to drop in. Yeah, and it was perfect timing, too, because we were just getting yeah. right to the setup. So good timing, man. We appreciate you coming by. Yeah, thanks a bunch. Um, you know, maybe I'll try to drop by here every week if I can for the first few weeks until we get things going. Yeah, man, we'd appreciate that. And a uh, quick shout-out, though. Do you have any kind of YouTube? I know you mentioned a YouTube channel. Anything you want to promote out there for people to follow you keeping up on your setups or anything uh just the nis forum you know if uh the nis forum is usually where i post everything i put the link to my youtube page there 
and I'm not promoting my YouTube page because I want hits. I'm just doing that so people can learn. That's all. We appreciate it, John. Maybe you guys can throw absolutely. up a link or something if you find it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I'll let you carry on with the uh, the show here. Appreciate your time, and uh, best of luck to everybody. And I'm sure I'll be talking to you. All right, take care. Take yeah, care, thanks guys. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah, yeah. So uh, with that, we appreciate John stopping by, uh, kind of giving us some, some updates. I know he's super knowledgeable about that stuff. He's helped me in the past a little bit. I Just before the supersets came, so I kind of faded. I can't wait for those to kind of fade away and get back into it. But um, hopping into the next topic here, uh, Tony, you want to take this one, man? Yeah. So iRacing uh, posted a new series during uh, week 13 called the Youth Test Series. Um, I'm I'm sure it kind of had a, a few people confused. It sure had me confused. I've I've heard of this uh, coming up, um, but I really didn't know what was going on. Um, and uh, so Tony Gardner was on the forums asking for people to join the test series, and and Kevin Bobbitt shared a link giving more info on the series, um, which you can find in our show notes. User disconnected um, from So during the, the week during the week thirteen. Uh, it's available to, to everyone. They, they want everybody to, uh, to jump in and, and kind of test this out before they, they go live. Now, when they do go live, it will be only for uh, 13 to 16-year-olds. Um, but uh, this week, anyhow, um, go in, check it out, kind of help them uh, iron out the bugs. Yeah, I actually saw that pop up on the schedule, but I didn't know it was like a, a test deal. I just stayed clear of it because I figured it wasn't for me. <laughs> I'm not allowed. It's probably yeah. where it's where David's getting his uh, birth certificate changed for, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, it's, that series. Uh, they said there was only going to be a couple time slots. I didn't know if it was like going to run like every hour, every two hours. I never. I've yet to see an event pop up for it, but. It's cool they're doing it, kind of get some testing done, and I'm sure once the official uh, series goes live, there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of new iRacers, young iRacers trying to get into this, and I think it's cool they're doing another test like they did the Indy 50. Well, I want to add, too, that uh, you know they, uh, they got an article up on iRacing.com kind of talking about uh, this, and um, the big thing that I thought was pretty darn cool is uh they, they they got a package for um new customers only um but it's it's 90 dollars and it'll basically give you everything you need uh to race this series all the tracks and cars um plus a year membership um i, I thought that was uh, oh, wow. a pretty nice little deal there that's yeah that's perfect for the young guys too right well that's just it or even you know um you know, someone like myself that has, you know, teenage kids. Um, okay, well, want to want to get them into this. Uh, got obviously got to have a separate account. Um, bam, there you go, ninety nine bucks. It's it's not a real huge investment. Um, you're getting quite a lot for that dollar, and uh, give them a chance uh, to compete in this. You know? Yeah, I mean, if you compare the price model to say your yearly Call of Duty game those same kids are probably asking for $60 for the game, 40 for the season pass is a hundred dollars. And you know, it's useless next year when black ops 18 comes out or whatever it may be. Yeah. So I think they priced it right. They gave them a good value and 
what you can actually win from it. I mean, that's phenomenal. That's something I definitely didn't have when I was a kid. So I think it's going to be really good for the sim. If you consider competitive sports, like actual sports are really more exp- a lot more expensive than that too. So if you have a kid that's not into sports and wants to, this is something they could do with a lot cheaper, right? Shoot, if you have a kid that's into racing, um, I don't know how my dad kept me racing when I was a kid, man. That stuff ain't cheap. So, um, yeah, if you compare it to gaming, it's a good value. If you compare it to other sports, it's a great value. And if you compare it to real life racing, it's an extremely good value. So um, um, I'm excited to see all these new upcoming iRacers join us and kind of help this thing grow. So we're actually going to skip some topics here. We killed a little little extra time there with John stopping by. We're going to jump uh, straight to iRacing media coverage. Um, I don't know if you're ready for this one, Scales, but I'm going to throw this one to you, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was just a, a, this is just a quick tweet from um, Parker Kligerman. He was talking about iRacing on Twitter and pitched the idea of having NASCAR use iRacing as a test ground for new ideas. And uh, Dale Jr. chimed in again, as he, he does so often, um, waving the banner for iRacing and, and tweeted at Parker, uh, not a terrible idea at all. iRacing should be embraced as the best simulation available to test a wide-ranging list of potential ideas. Um, so yeah, just a quick tweet, just showing uh, Dale Jr. still supporting the, the sim, just like he has ever, you know, from the beginning. I mean, I know the last few weeks here we had the all-star race which was a different package and then they had the um the pocono xfinity race do you think iRacing could have quickly threw something together for nascar to test it and do you think those results would have been insightful to say hey let's go ahead with charlotte let's scrap this idea for pocono yeah i think it i think it would be relevant i think um what we have in the sim is close enough to real life that i think it they could get some kind of idea without the kind of money it takes to throw all the cars on the track yeah i think it's really cool i hopefully somebody goes and does something like that in the future or i racing and nascar could build that partnership and see see how that works out yeah, it just seems. Yeah, they they've always seemed like they've had a perfect partnership for both of them to to make some huge strides. But yeah, we'll just we'll see. It seems like they're going in the right direction, at least, even if it's slowly. Yeah. So, um, for the sake of time here, let's um, we're actually jump straight to final thoughts here. We had a couple of topics we cut it short, but you can find those in our show notes. Nothing, nothing too major. Um, but yeah, let's hop over to final thoughts. Um. I would start with Greg here. What do you think, man? What are your final thoughts? Uh, I'm just excited to actually get some racing in this week. It's uh, thanks to Tony once again. I'm he's my savior. This uh, it's good that we live within an hours of an hour of each other, and I was able to go down and pick up a wheel from him just to get by until mine uh, gets back from the manufacturer from its fix. Um, but uh, I got a busy weekend, well, at least Saturday coming up for me. Um, instead of competing online, I'm actually going to go compete in real life. Uh, I drive a truck for a living and, uh, I'm competing in, uh, my, uh, either my fifth or sixth, um, regional truck driving championship. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully I can win again this year and take it on and compete even further this year again. 
Awesome, man. Well, we wish you the best luck luck in that. Um, final thoughts. Uh, Mike Morley, what do you got, man? Uh, I just want to say thank you to, to all the guys giving me the shout-outs for the setup. Um, I also want to say thank you to everybody who put it with that beautiful graphics pa- package because that it's no longer an eyesore on my screen, and I love it. So um, other than that, um, I wish everyone a good a good week, and definitely see everyone next week. Awesome, awesome, man. Uh, Chris Scales, what you got? Uh, not much, just uh, ready to race NIS tonight. Um, good job to you, Will, Will filling in for um, Mike. I know it's kind of short notice <laughs> yet to go to the podcast. I think you did a great job, and I'm sure Mike will be back next week. So, you know, we'll have to put the liquor back in the liquor cabinet, and he probably won't let us watch, you know, the movies with violence and boobies and stuff. So I'm sure he'll be back. <laughs> great yeah. job, Will. Yeah, it was a surprise this week. Um, there was a lot of notes to cover, and I pretty much worked like seven days straight this week, some long shifts. So I was like going to bust out these show notes. It's going to look really good. And Mike's like, hey, guys, I'm not going to show up. And, man, always we, we go live, we hit start record, and I don't know what to say. There's like a moment of silence there. So sorry about that. Um, That's just – I get I all hyped up job, in my man. head, and then we go live. I'm like, oh, wait, I have to talk now. Um. But yeah, thank you for that, Chris. Appreciate it. Uh, Tony, what are your final thoughts? Well, um, you know, I, I got back into like my first race last week after having to take all the last week off. I was away uh, on business and uh, I didn't get to touch Pocono at all. And, and from what all you guys tell me, I really didn't miss much except a whole bunch of pacing laps. Um, so I, I, I do like Pocono, but, uh, you know, if you're just rolling around at like, uh, you know, 60 miles an hour, it kind of sucks. Just like every other track sucks when you're doing that, but it is what it is. Um, uh, it was really cool this week to, uh, to meet, uh, Greg Hectus, um, you know, face to face instead of just, uh, you know, chatting over these, uh, these mics all the time. That was, um, that was fun. I was glad I was able to, to have an extra wheel to, to help him out. Cause, uh, well, when him and Mike, uh, pair up, um, we get some, uh, we got some really competitive sets and uh, I'm not usually one for running the open series, um, but they, these, these two guys have totally changed my mind and I've totally changed my racing schedule so I can, uh, so I can fit in some open races. Um, Yeah. So it's, it's been uh, a bit of a bittersweet uh, last week for me, Um, but back to normal this week and back to racing. So loving it. It's good to have it back to him. I'm glad to uh, see all that uh, Paul Tracy memorabilia you were collecting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, spent almost a half an hour just uh, rifling through it all, right? <laughs> and if you don't mind, Will, if I could just say real quick, um, the reason why like the setup has been getting a little more c- competitive is Greg and I have known each other since like kids, like kids. So when, when I five houses apart, again, we lived. Yeah, and. He's the one who actually taught me to race in like the old IRA, or not really IRA, it was something else back then, but it was, it was wicked. NASCAR um, 2003. And um, that's why it's so competitive because him and I have been competing and pushing each other harder and harder and harder, and it's gotten the team a lot closer, it seems. So, yeah, just thought to give a little bit of background between that. 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun to listen to Smack Talk. I know you got uh, David, Chris, you, Greg, Tony, all kind of in a very close I rating battle. Um, I'm a little higher up. Um, probably shouldn't be there, but I'll wait till you guys catch me before I start to grind super hard. <laughs> and then, then the next step after that would be catching up to Mike. But yeah, it's a lot of fun right now on the team, a lot of competitiveness that's driving us forward, and it's really working out. So as far as my final thoughts, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I um, had a fill-in for Mike here. He does a great job week in and week out. We don't miss him often, but when he does, he's definitely missed here on the team. We uh, do our best to put on a good show for you, um, fill you in as much as we can while still trying to have a good time. I think we do a good job of that. But if you could always feel free to leave feedback, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can find us on Twitter. Pretty much anywhere you social media, you can find us by just searching iRacers Lounge. Um, but that's it for the show. Thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of your day. All right, take care. Thank you for listening to the iRacers Lounge podcast. Make sure to go subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play, Facebook, and Twitter. See you on the track.